Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to this edition of E-Radio. Uh, tonight we're going to have a very special guest from Veg Powered Systems. His name is Joel. Uh, to give you guys an idea of why I'm doing a show about Veg Powered Systems, uh, these are basically uh, systems that allow you to um, use a standard diesel engine with this conversion kit that he uses. You can run these diesel engines on um, vegetable oil, which burns much cleaner and more to the point is given away for free. Um, <laughs> You can actually go to restaurants where they pay people to take this stuff away, and then you just filter it, and then you use it as fuel. So anyway, I'm going to call him and add him to the call here in just a moment. But uh, basically, um, tonight, in addition to that, you know, just on V-Radio, uh, somebody posted on the forums uh, about the fact that nobody has donated to V-Radio, not, not nobody, but not very many people have donated to V-Radio this month. I appreciate your efforts, and I, you know, I thank you, but um, Peter Joseph very politely asked me not to solicit for donations on the Zeitgeist forums, so please don't do that. <laughs> um, I would appreciate donations, obviously, and I appreciate that you took the initiative to do that, but um, it, it's basically he very politely asked me not to do it because it opens up for abuse. So um, that being said, uh, I obviously still could use some um, donations for this month. I uh, just got the bill, and I'm gathering the money together right now to get all the bills paid, and I'm a little short. So, But uh, anyway, you can still do that. Uh, there are links to it on v-radio.org. That's v-radio.org with a hyphen between v and radio. Um, and uh, you can also visit there for links to my other archive shows, a very easy access link that I keep on the Zeitgeist forums, the Views Project section. Um, that I keep updated with easy, quick links to each one of my previous shows. On vradio.org, you'll also find uh, links to other uh, Venus Project-related uh, and green-related radio shows. Uh, and um, in addition to that, obviously, there's also links to my vRadio blog there. Um, I'm going to say right now the website is kind of primitive uh, because it basically came for free with my Internet package. Uh, but it gets the job done. All the critical information is there. It's not as pretty as I would like, but um, all vanity aside, it certainly is functional. So I'm going to go ahead and bring on Joel um, from Veg Powered Systems. With any luck, uh, he's ready to go. I did call him a few minutes ago, but he had to finish getting ready. So let me uh, go ahead and add him to the call. And thanks again, everybody, for tuning in to V-Radio, and thank you for supporting my efforts. I really appreciate it. Um, it has been rough, but um, thanks to you guys' support, I've been able to stay on the air. So, ah, here we go. Um, if you want to check out this guy's website, I actually discovered him on Big Ideas for a Small Planet, which is a very good show. Um, in addition to talking about diesel engines, we're also going to be talking about the fact, you know, he knows a lot about how the uh, motor companies and the profit motive and such have done a lot to try to prevent his technology from getting out because if you think about it, this pretty much means you can run your car on garbage oil, uh, just oil that people are throwing away. So um, so we're going to be talking about, obviously, the, the profit motive and the way that it holds back and hinders the exposure of technologies. So let's give him a call. Joel here. Hey, Joel. Welcome to V-Radio. Uh, you're on the air. It was a long time coming. I'm sorry about like not getting back to you earlier, but I'm very happy to have you on the show, and so are my listeners. Um, go Thank ahead you. and uh, take a moment to introduce yourself. Okay. Hi. My name is Joel Wolf. 
and I'm the president and CEO of a company called Veg Powered Systems. And what we do is we convert diesels to run on vegetable oil. But we don't just convert diesels to run on vegetable oil. We really get into it. You know, we're into like drag racing on it. We go to the racetrack and we fry turkeys in the parking lot. And then we take the oil, we filter it out, we put it in our trucks, and we downright whoop your whoop you. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we do it the fun way. Mm-hmm. Um, we, you know, I get my oil from restaurants. I have a 36-foot diesel pusher motor at home. We travel all around the U.S. on veg. You know, so, you know, hey, this is what we do on it. <laughs> Anyhow, well, that's yeah. about it. Well, um, like I said earlier to my listeners, uh, I actually discovered you on Big Ideas for a Small Planet, the Sundance Channel show. Um, which I highly recommend to my listeners. Um, and uh, I was very intrigued. I mean, I had seen a system similar to this earlier because some of my friends uh, during the Ron Paul presidential campaign were exposing alternative energies and stuff to help you know, make people more self-sufficient, even though that wasn't really on Ron Paul's platform. It just happened to be uh, something that one of the fellow radio hosts that I worked with on that network was interested in. So I knew it existed, um, and it's actually I, I'm kind of kicking myself now because I had the opportunity to purchase uh, a, you know a used diesel car, a really small car that probably I could have got all kinds of mileage on. But um, now, uh, you if you uh, would like to relate to my listeners the story that I remember you saying on the on the Big Ideas for a Small Planet about how you figured out you know that this could be done. I remember you, you talking about that. That was really entertaining. Okay. Um, well, I'll tell you what. Uh, what happened was is I used to work for a school district, and I'm an independent mechanic. I'm still actually a diesel mechanic to this day. And um, anyways, I got invited to a school district to come in and talk to the students to basically explain them what it was like to be a mechanic, you know, an independent mechanic at the time, and tell them a little bit about the diesel engine. So one evening I got on the computer and thought I was going to get all savvy and knowledgeable on the diesel engine, started reading it, and it said, well, let's see, the original engine ran on peanut oil. This giant light bulb just came on for me, man. I freaked. I ran out in my barn, and I had a stationary marine, well, it was a marine Perkins engine, basically, fuel system had been contaminated by salt water. So I figured, you know, what the hell? You know, I can't hurt it. So I come to my wife, Mom, honey, do we have any peanut oil? And she goes, there's a bottle of Western under the sink. So I grab a bottle of Western oil, go running out in my barn, and I fire this thing up, you know, and I poke the hole in the bottom of the jar, and I stuck it in there, and I put a little T-line in it with a little valve, and I thought, you know, what the heck? Tied the throttle open and just went for it. And it was running on diesel, and I'd open this valve up a little at a time. You know, it changed. Pretty soon I just clamped off the diesel line, and I had this thing wide open. And I freaked. It, it didn't just run. It freaking ran perfect. It ran so good, I was like, oh, my God, we're going to be rich. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. I ran out, told my wife. She's all, no way. And then I showed her the article, and she's all, wow. So um, we, that's basically how it happened. Yeah, I remember you said that uh, you had done research to find out that they hadn't really done anything to the diesel engine that you were aware of. Right, right. Yeah, so that's exactly what we did. We went in and started doing research on it. We started finding out that, yeah, they hadn't changed anything. So what we thought was, wow, here's an opportunity for us to, you know, start an alternative fuels company. We can use the original infrastructure. You know, we can use engines that are right here. We don't because nitrogen was starting to come out, you know, and 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 things like that. We were just going, yeah, you know, this would be great, you know. And we got all excited about it. And then what happened was people just. I used to. I was. I'm a cowboy. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm a. I'm a roper. And um, so the first thing I did 
was I built a system for my truck, and I used to go to rodeos. And after the rodeo, I'd go up to the, the little place, and they'd be frying food in there, and I'd say, hey, can I get the oil from you? So I could, uh, you know, get my gas to get home. And they thought I was nuts. Right. You know? But what we thought was, wow, you know, let's turn everybody onto this. So we made flyers up, and we built systems, and we started telling people about it, and, you know, they laughed at us. <laughs> wow. <laughs> they did. They laughed at us hard. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why we started doing the stunts. That's why we started doing the crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Because we figured, you know what, we want we want this to be real. We want this to be an option, you know. Mm-hmm. The way things are nowadays is that we only get what they offer us, basically. Right. You know, we don't get to go out and walk into the showroom and go, I want a car that runs on air, mm-hmm. you know, or I want a car that runs on hydrogen. You know, I want fuel cell technology now. You know, we don't have a say. Right. They give us what we, what they want us to have. And that's that. Mm-hmm. And I and you and I spoke about this a couple of days ago. Right. But they actually outlawed this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, explain but, that. Yeah, talk about that. Because I was like, oh, we're going to have a field day about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, the previous administration, what they did, um, they they went to Europe, and they had some character do this test with an unheated fuel tank, unheated fuel lines, and basically did everything they could to make it fail, mm-hmm. you know? And and then they wrote a study about it that was just ridiculous. Right. You know, because what we do is we got involved with the university in Northern California. And we went up there and we got some test equipment and we really got to test this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, some of this stuff will be published soon. Some of it we just want to bury. No. <laughs> 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 um, but anyways, um, yeah, so we really know what is real and what isn't. So when these test results came out, I actually called the guy up at the EPA, and I said, I said, well, what's this crap? You know, what are you doing going to another country, having somebody else do a study on it, and basically setting it up to fail, and then you outlaw it. Right. And they're, and they're like, it's the way it is. So then you can do about it. So out here in California, they didn't enforce it. Mm-hmm. You know, the cops and stuff, CHP and things like that, as long as you're running a two-tank system, you're carrying a full tank of diesel and you have a veg tank, then you're paying your road tax. You're not trying to get one over on anybody, and they'll pretty much high-five you, the police will. Oh, the road tax. So is that yeah. what they want their taxes? Wow. There you go. <laughs> okay. The libertarian in me is screaming bloody murder right about it. <laughs> Yeah. So so they're scared they're not going to get their road tax. I hadn't thought about that. I was just, you know, I was totally expecting them to do what you're talking about, which is the industry to find ways to demonize a technology that's going to put them out of money. Oh, I, it didn't even occur to me about the, about the tax. But, no, I, I, I definitely don't support, you know, those taxes anyway. So in any case, you know, it, it's not as though – it's because, no, but the whole world isn't going to switch over to veg anyway. So, but it's yeah. just they, they nitpick. It's like, what did they lose? Maybe – you know, a, a small percentage of the motorists are going to do this, and you know, so, but we still need to have legislation. It probably costed them more to pay the people involved with writing up the law than it did for how much they were going to lose for some diesel, you know, road tax not being in there. But yeah, oh, yeah, and then and then just think about this a little bit. Most of the people that do this, they find no 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 offense, but they find the biggest piece of poo poo they can. Right. They drag it off the shelf, and they, like, say, hey, here's my experimental piece. So here you have basically, though, is an old diesel that pretty much is a gross polluter. Right. So to run it on veg, you know, everybody wins. Mm-hmm. You know, the people around it, you know, they're like, oh, hey, this thing smells good. 
Whereas, and, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, and yet if it was on diesel, you'd be sitting there like, you know, turning off your vents and rolling your windows up because it's gross. Mm-hmm. So this is a vehicle that will never be regulated. So why not? You know, I think it's great. You know, and if, if, if a small percentage of people do it, then you know what? At least they're not sending the oil to China. Right. You know, we're mm-hmm. keeping it here. We're using it as our own resource. Right. You know, this, this is our resource. Let's use it. Well, I like you know? the, the independence involved because basically, I mean, like you told me about, like, your RV. I mean, you have a filtration system set up. You just go from restaurant to restaurant while you're traveling, and you, you fill the thing up. Is, I mean, is that how that works? You just go to the restaurants and filter it in, in the back yeah. of your vehicle? <laughs> Actually, what we have now is we used to do it. When we have a smaller motorhome, we used to do that. But now what we have is we, have a, we tow a rig. We have a big pusher, so we tow a rig. And our tow rig is actually a little diesel pickup. Really? So we have a filtration system and a pump and an extra tank and stuff all in the Toyota. So wow. when we get into a, I get into an RV park, I park the coach, we jump in the Toyota. We're usually going to go out to dinner anyways. Mm-hmm. So we cruise around town. We're running down alleyways looking for the good restaurants. Hey, let's go behind this Susie restaurant. I bet you they got some pretty good oil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and if we get oil from them, we usually, we usually eat there. You know, that's so, funny is that that reminds me of that part of Back to the Future when uh, the old man was putting like, garbage or whatever in his car. He's like, yeah. you know, Michael J. Fox is like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm getting gas. And he's like putting crap, you know, basically in this right. machine that was turning it into fuel. Yeah, he had an idea. He had a vision. And you know what? Whoever came up with Steven Spielberg right there, whoever wrote that was, <laughs> he saw something. But, yeah, exactly. We do basically the same thing. And the thing is, is anybody can. Mm-hmm. You know, we sell systems. We sell a complete product. That you know, you can go on our website and we sell a complete product line that basically you can bolt on your car mm-hmm. and you can do this, you know, and it's something you can do today. Mm-hmm. You know, here's another thing you can heat your house with this stuff. I believe it. Okay, mm-hmm. you, can, um, you can run a generator. Yeah, that was actually one of the first things that popped into my head was like, I know you can get diesel generators. I was like, wow, if you get this filtration system, you know, if you've got a big enough yeah. generator, it could be good for like emergencies and stuff or even just like, a, on a regular basis. I got a great story for you. Go ahead. I actually called FEMA after, um, after the, uh, the flood right. uh, at Katrina. And I said, hey, I'll come out right now. They're talking about the hospitals and people and all this horrible things and the generators failing. Mm-hmm. And I had actually three friends that were active Navy SEALs because it was really gnarly that was going on down there. Right. So I had three buddies that said, hey, we'll go with you. And I was going to go down there with, with two trucks with uh, like 400-gallon tanks in the back of the trucks with diesel gens behind them that ran on veg. And right. then I was going to send these characters, these three guys that were with me, into the markets. Because I know no one's going to be eating the stuff. Right. So it was going to be floating in there. We could go in, grab the jugs of vegetable oil, and supply power. Right. You know, and, and I called FEMA, and they laughed at me. Right. They, they laughed thought at that you. Was just, That's I was a circus phenomenal. act. You know, they thought I was going to show up with a big red nose and do a little circus act for them. Oh. You know? It well. was sad. We don't we don't really care for FEMA too much in the uh, alternative news movement as you could probably imagine. So yeah, you know. Yeah, and, we don't need to go down that path. Though. <laughs> yeah, no, and, no. I, I know where you're coming from. That I just it's what you're talking about though is that you know they, I guess they probably are ignorant that this is possible. That's that's where this laughing comes from to them. It just sounds so silly. And, and honestly, that's a lot of like we talked about this a little bit on the phone is the way the establishment, um, you know, 
will it, like the establishment, especially the establishment that that you guys are basically cutting, you know, cutting the money out of. Like we were talking about the movie Tucker, you know, and the the oh, various yeah. ways that they go after people who uh, come up with alternative solutions with technology to you know to protect their pocketbook, even if it's not good for mankind as a whole. Exactly, it's it's quite it's quite real and it's quite obvious. I mean, we went to General Motors you know, three or four times and, and, and made propositions to them and offered them and said, hey, guys, just try this or try this or how about this? And, and basically all they wanted was all the detailed information they could get from us. And then it was like, you just stay over there, kid, and we'll call you if we need you. You know, and it was like, okay, so basically, yeah, basically the way American society had become was that, or at least from those guys was like, you know, um, screw the guy who invented it. Let's steal it from him. Mm-hmm. You know, this, the American, the way America was, was built was on people that were entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. the ideas. You know, it was the people within the country that create things. You know, and this, what we have done is we have outsourced our whole world out to other countries, and it's horrible. Right. I went through, you know, I want to tell you a story really quick. We went through it we, in 03, 04, 05, 06. We were swamped. We were so busy we couldn't see straight. And um, during those times, we see, we had products manufactured. Man, mm-hmm. we went everywhere we could around here trying to get stuff made. Man, I had companies approaching me all the time from China. Hey, we'll make it for you for a third the cost of that. And right. I'm like, you know, I'm not doing this, bro. Mm-hmm. You are not getting my business, and I am going. I'm an American, and I'm going to make the dang thing here. Right. And, and America's going to dang use this stuff right. before I send it to China. Right. And that's just the way it is. Well, unfortunately, the the kind of um, uh, team spirit, I would call it, uh, you know, pride in your country, that's really kind of becoming a thing in the past. I mean, at least when it comes to getting in the way of anybody's profit, and that's it's really sad. I mean, I because I get into debates with people about that all the time because there are people to this day who keep saying that outsourcing is not a problem. It's good for the co- you know country's economy. And I, as I'm sitting here in Michigan, where the unemployment rate yeah. is you know huge. I'm thinking uh-huh. to myself, yeah, it's it's real good for my economy, buddy. You know? <laughs> you it know, is, it, because you know what? If we were making alternative fuel cars and we were not dependent on other countries for anything, we were self-dependent upon our own selves with what we have, even if it becomes a city thing, a, you know, a state thing, where the, each state takes its resources that it produces and finds a way to benefit the people with them instead right. of shipping them and paying to ship them elsewhere. I mean, this is just asinine. Mm-hmm. It really is. I mean, we have solutions to all our problems right here. We just need to look. We need to, people need to stop waiting for everybody to do it for them, you know, and start finding ways to do it for yourself. You know, we're going through a really hard recession out here. And you know what? But because of this My Veg thing, it has made my life easier. Mm-hmm. You know, and it bums me out because, you know, there's people back east that have to make decisions sometimes on whether they get to eat their house or whether they get to eat. Mm-hmm. And that ain't cool. No, it's not cool, and it's it's not even necessary. You remember the things we were talking about, how I was telling you about the Venus Project and, the, you know, the stuff that I work with. We're talking yeah. about how the technology exists to take care of everybody very inexpensively. Um, but if we're doing it inexpensively, well, then it's, of course, not profitable, so they don't want to do that. You know. Well, that's that's wrong. Somewhere along the line, I'm not saying that everybody has to give up their ability to make a living, but somewhere along the line, a compromise has to be made within from all of us. 
Right. And we and we have to go back to that those stupid ideologies that we had of 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 it's American made and this is ours and it's our country and we got to take care of it because nobody else is going to do it for us. Well, yeah, if you expect any economy to work, you know, that's why a lot of like the Green Party movement, for example, talks about local living economies. You know, if, exactly. if you want there to be any employment, then you have to do things that are gonna that are gonna ensure that. And what I'm worried about is is that, you know, I'm you know obviously because I think of things at a global scale nowadays. I'm not as nationalist as I used to be, but overall, it's very ridiculous to assume that you can just send your jobs overseas and that somehow your uh, customers are therefore going to be able to purchase your products when they have no job. You know, no, um, <laughs> and they're not going to buy them. Right. Right. So, you know, i I got to talk to you sometime off the air. I have a product I invented, okay, that I need, I need people to help me sell it. Mm-hmm. And, and we have a patent on it, and, and it's a really great idea, and I think that there's some people out there that are unemployed, that could um, easily benefit and sell this thing, and companies would buy it, and they could make money on it. And if you're not doing anything, then this is better than nothing. Well, you know that actually could suit me quite fine. I work from home. <laughs> so you know, um, yeah, but that's what we do. What, you know how we come up. We what we do here is that we if we see a problem, we try to find a solution for it. Me and my wife. My wife has a degree in biochemistry. Oh wow. I've been a mechanic for 24 years, mm-hmm. a diesel mechanic, and and we're 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 really into what we do, and we believe that, you know, we believe. I live in the country. I have a generator that runs on veg. It powers my house. Um, mm-hmm. In the summertime, when I'm when I'm, I've got the air conditioning's cranked full blast. We got the gen running. It's running on veg. So, veg. so you're powering your home right now. Your on whole veg. home with vegetable oil. Yes. Sir. Wow. With vegetable yeah. oil that you get for free. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's you see, that's an application. I you know I thought maybe a generator. I was thinking when I you know when most people think generators, they think well this is something I'm going to plug in maybe my refrigerator no. to when the power goes out. But you're talking about your I have a whole house. Device. It's it's a 70 kW. It's got a big six cylinder diesel in it. Mm-hmm. It sits in the back in a in a in a pit that's dug in the ground with a shed covering it. Mm-hmm. The exhaust comes out the roof, and it's it's one of the ones they use in the movie sets. So it's like my neighbors can't even hear it. If the power went out in my neighborhood, I could power my whole neighborhood. Wow. <laughs> I have the ability to power my whole neighborhood. That is amazing. Um, yeah, my neighbors don't even know. Now, um, at some point, <laughs> yeah, that's amazing, actually. At, at some point, I'd, I'd like to talk. You mentioned something about the air car that you made. Um, uh, we, built, we built the fart car. Oh, <laughs> the fart car. Well, yeah, explain. Um, okay. Um, this was a joke. This was something I built. It was a joke. And what it was was I took a bunch of air tanks from a semi-truck, and uh, and I welded them together and I made a frame for a go-kart. And basically we uh, used some air guns from, uh, you know, the kind that they used to remove the wheels off a car. Right. And we used those as the drive motors. And, um, and the storage tanks was basically the body of the car. Right. And then what we did was we uh, used a couple turbos on the front that, basically help pressurize, and then all the return air that came off the motors would put it back into the car again. Right. So basically it used a certain amount of motor air to move the car, and then the two turbos that we put on the front basically were able to replenish the system. So you could drive this thing, and with those little air guns, because they were so powerful, an air gun puts out 700 foot-pounds of torque. Right. You could take this thing in my back pasture and spin around until you puked. <laughs> That's amazing. 
<laughs> and all you did to put in reverse was just pull this lever, and it just pushed this button on the back of the air guns, and now you had reverse. <laughs> you remind me of the days back when I was a dairy farmer, a country boy with entirely too much time on my hands and a little bit of technical know-how. You get to <laughs> crazy stuff. <laughs> I, I live on a ranch. I live on a ranch in Ohio, California. Okay, and I got um, I got an oil company right behind me. Big oil. There's a big oil field right behind my house. Mm-hmm. And um, um, we, me and them don't get along too well. Right. So um, I have fun. You know, I I believe in something. I'm I'm building something else right now. I'm we've been working on it. I'll tell you what the hell. I'll put it on the air. Um, we've been working on a bomb detection device. Wow. We we got so sick and tired of watching people die on TV, mm-hmm. and and realizing that our best thinking was armament. Mm-hmm. So I took some I took some ideas and I got some people involved with me and we started playing with some ideas. It's been three years. It's not finished. It's not patented. I can't really go into a lot of details of it. Oh, of course. Just keep but me posted it, it, as, you, as you want to release the information. Let yeah, me know. <laughs> the point I'm making is, is that so these dumb hicks from OI, California, I got tired of watching people die on TV and decided to do something about it. Right. So that's what we're trying to do, but it's just every person that we've been we've been approached by either has some sort of a political agenda behind it, right. and I don't want to get it. I don't want to release it based on that. I want it to be, be I want it to be used based on some kid's life being saved. Yeah. You know. So you know that's what we do. That's what we, that's how we think. I don't have a I don't have a college education to speak of, and um, I barely graduated from high school. So yeah. you know what? But you, let me tell yeah. you what. Go ahead and then, yeah, finish that, and I'll, I'll make a comment about what you just said. Um, no, I was going to say there's a lot of guys I know that are they're not the you know they're not the most uh, uh, educated you could say, but they're probably some of the most brilliant. Well, you know that's yeah. actually it's a comment on what you're pointing out. Actually, uh, Jacques Fresco, the progenitor, the the, you know, the the head of the Venus Project, actually pointed out because he doesn't have any credentials either, ironically. Um, and he, people talk about that, and I said he pointed out, well, uh, back when the Wright brothers, a couple of bicycle mechanics, were making the first airplane, physicists yeah. were writing books about how we were never going to fly. Apparently, the exactly. Wright brothers had never read those books because they flew. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and here, let me let me elaborate on that. Mm-hmm. Was I went to a I went to a alternative fuels fair, mm-hmm. and when I was at this fair, there were some technicians or, or some of the engineers from, from General Motors showed up with uh, with a fuel cell car. Mm-hmm. So basically, I said to him, I go, hey, guys, why don't you guys try some of these ideas? Why don't we go this way? And all he kept doing was spitting out these little sayings. And these little sayings were basically, what you put in is what you get out. You know, and these little dumb little, and I said, what is that stuff you keep saying? And the guy says, well, these are theories that you learn in college. Right. If you're an educated individual, you learn this way. And I said, well, this is your freaking problem, bro, <laughs> is that you're so locked up by your, by your theories that's exactly that, that, it. You, you know, and until you get out of your head, you know, we're never going to get out of here either. Yep, and that's exactly why Jacques Fresco tells that story. Is he usually elaborates and he points out that in some cases education is actually something that holds you back. It actually prevents you in a lot of ways because you get these established, this is the way it is, and um, then you don't, but you don't get anything, you get indoctrinated basically. And if you try to get outside the mold, they don't certify you. <laughs> oh, absolutely not the... They put you on the wacko scale, and then you, you know, you have to go back and explain your theories until, you know, a bunch of people get to judge you as being a nut. Mm-hmm. You know, listen, the world needs to change, and us, the people, need to change it, and that's all there is to it. And we're responsible for our own health, happiness, 
We're responsible for our own health and well-being. And you know what? And if they're not giving us the stuff that we need to do, well, dang it, we need to go inside and find new ways to do to do the same things. Well, because that's definitely – yeah, go ahead. This just isn't working. Oh, well, you we know? definitely agree in the Venus Project, and that's largely it. Is We also think that taking responsibility for it goes beyond just trying to become the new entrepreneur. We, we need to find ways of just making ourselves self-sustaining because if people are going to jerk around with the economy, which is what they're doing right now, I mean – yeah, you know that they, they raise the gas prices just to artificially figure out how much we'd be willing to pay for their product. And then the oh, moment, and, you know, and then they, they drop the gas prices as soon as they, we start paying attention to ideas like yours. I actually learned about your, you know, like, like I said, the first time I watched a show, the reason the guy put it on was because the gas prices were so high. So people exactly. were thinking, well, what's my alternative? Well, here's your alternative. You can either pay five bucks at the pump, depending on where you live, or you can, you know, use, you know, vegetable oil that somebody else threw away. Now, right. I actually had a, a, a caller who would like to call it and bring it in and ask you a couple questions. Um, he's somebody who uh, has been on my show more than once. He has a show of his own, too. I'm going to go ahead and bring him on. Okay. Uh, all right. And uh, his uh, call sign is Thunder. Um, he said uh, apparently he lived near you. Uh, okay. Thunder, your Skype is – there you go. Hey, Thunder. Meet Joel. <laughs> Hello. You said you had a couple of questions for Joel? I did. Sorry, I had to mute out the show on the website because it delayed and it was messing with my head. So. No problem. Cool. Hi, Joel. How you doing? Um, I'm good. I live, yourself? I lived in Ohio for four years, so I know right where you're at, bro. I'm in the Upper Valley. In the Oh, in the Upper Valley, up, up off of Denison Grade probably, huh? Yeah, yeah. I live on the other side. Exactly. Exactly. There you go. Cool. Isn't it wonderful? <laughs> it, it is. I, it's a wonderful thing. I, it's hard. I mean, people you don't know where Ojai is, but they know it if you explain that it's only the third valley on the planet that goes north to south or east to west or something like that. Anyway, that's a whole other story. Yeah, I'm curious. Um, I have a couple questions. First of all, um, is there a prerequisite to the... the um, year, I guess, the year of the diesel engine? Does it have to be an older diesel engine? Can somebody go out and buy a brand new Chevy pickup that's a diesel and convert it to, to veg, or does it have to be an older model? Okay. Um, well, let me tell you what they did. In, in 2008, they, they changed the whole wagon. They went to a whole other emission system, and okay. they used this particulate trap and all this crazy stuff. Well, what we found out is anybody that's been running heavy amounts of biofuels has been having problems with them. Um, as of uh, January of this of next year, in California, they're going to start regulating diesels. And anything will be 97 and newer are the ones they're going to regulate. Okay. All right. And they also go by the gross vehicle weight. They're trying to get the cars. They're trying to get all the little Jettas and stuff. that They're trying to regulate them. So... Um, but, uh, no, what I would recommend is 07 and older. Um, there are certain year models and certain vehicles that are just way more reliable than others. I mean, we have a 2004 excursion, and it's it's hopped up pretty good. And my wife drives it, and it's uh, we're getting 22 miles to the gallon in it. It runs on straight vegetable. We've got over 70,000 miles of veg on it. Yeah, and, and I've also it. heard that, the, that it prolongs the life of the engine that, when it's running on veg. You know, um, uh, from my experiments, yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because it's oil, and it's oil all the way to the point of injection. I mean, all the way to the point of combustion. So right. there's no buildup in the combustion chambers, and yeah, if it's injected right and it's all set up to go right, 
it's the best thing in the world. If you do it halfway, it's a nightmare. Okay, That's so about the best thing I could say. And I'm sure I could get this answered on your website, which I'm going to go check out. But um, okay. is there a reason that it has to be diesel? I mean, obviously, it, you know, from what I'm understanding, you can't convert. Yes, stand- it's compression. A diesel engine is compression ignition. Okay, um, a gasoline engine. Okay, so it has like 500 pounds per square inch of, of compression. Plus, it's it's fired by heat. Okay. And the oil, it just gets in there, man, and it just it burns just like, well, here, look at the back of a Wesson, Wesson bottle. If you heat it, it will burn. Right. It's that simple. So that's what we okay. do. Well, that makes okay. sense. I guess, uh, just real quickly, if you, if you took a little bit of edge and you put it with gasoline and you ran it like two-stroke oil, it'll work, but it'll smoke. Right. <laughs> I know I tried. <laughs> well, it sounds like you got it all figured out. I, I I'm I'm astonished at that. I mean, I'm surprised that uh, the FBI hasn't visited you and said we need to, you know, bury you out in the desert. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you what. I put a gun rack in my hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> Try that one out for size. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, thank you, Thunder. Was there anything else? No, I think that's it for now. I'll, I'll definitely uh, leave it open for other people. I'm sure there's other people that have questions in the chat room and stuff. So yeah, if anybody, uh, yeah, if anybody wants to call in, um, yeah, thanks, Thunder. Um, it's three four seven nine four five seven seven four seven is the guest call-in number. If you have a Skype account and you are already registered with me, I can add you to the call just like I did for Thunder. Um, so let me go ahead and. Uh, I'll just copy and paste that into the chat room for you guys. And also, um, once again, obviously, to tell people who have just come in to come into the show, today we're talking to Joel. What was your last name? Joel Wolf, right? Yes. Joel Wolf, Wolf from Veg Powered Systems. We're talking about uh, how easy it is to convert your diesel engine uh, vehicle to run on vegetable oil that people are giving away for free. Now, you said that you've had some people who, you know, who have laughed at you. Have you ever had anybody kind of eat the crow and come back to you later and say, gee, man, I, I guess you, you had it right. You know, I mean, does anybody ever just no. you know, huge converts or people that just like, you know, who used to laugh at you but now think it's great? You know, I'll tell you what's happened around here in the town I live in. I live in a real small town. So um, everybody wants to see me fail, you know. It's good, you know, it's good, pro- it's good, good story to talk about. You know, it's your local coffee shop or something. So, everybody, um, we pulled all the stickers off of our cars. We don't have right. stickers on them anymore, because we got to the point where it was like um, they didn't want to see me. You know, what was happening is there was another company that popped up down in Los Angeles, and they were selling a system for about twelve hundred and fifty dollars. Right. And the system was one piece of our system. Right. Okay. It wasn't. It wasn't, I mean, we, we really, this is real thorough business to us because we believe that your car is like, you know, it's like the most valuable thing in the world to you, just like it is to me. Right. Okay, so, so why, why sell something to somebody that's halfway, knowingly it's halfway, just to line your pocket? Right. To me, that's great. So this gentleman pops up, he starts selling these products, and people are buying them, you know, and they're thinking, well, he's selling it for $1,200, and Joel wants you know, $2,300 for his, oh, I'm going to go with this guy. Well, what happened was, is all those people, man, about six, eight months into this thing, cars would start leaving them on the side of the road. 
you know, they'd be really in a bad way. So what happened to a lot of people was they got really turned off. This guy sold, you know, he sold 3,000 systems. So right. 3,000 people's cars got blown up. He got sued. <laughs> you know? Of course, they, they, they cast they put, a negative shadow over the whole business at that point. Exactly. Right. So, so this was a hard, it was a real hard hoe to row or road to hoe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We, we, you, know, you know, so we started going up against this guy and losing constantly. And we're like, wow, you know, this is horrible because how do we explain to these people what's, what's going to happen to them? Right. You can't. So, so if we say anything bad, that makes us look bad. So we didn't say anything. We just sat back and watched it all unfold. And it was just it was three years that went on, and the guy went out of business. He's gone now. And we have a sign on our website that we actually take his customers and we'll repair their cars correctly if they want to. Right. So out of the amount that he sold, probably, you know, probably 20 or 30 people have come back right. to see us. You know, and it's really sad because... Um, they were really into it, and that's why they did it, you know, and it's really sad that they got turned off by, you know, it's just by somebody basically being... trying to make an extra buck and just doing it wrong. Yeah, that's, yeah we, we run into a lot of problems. Uh, just overall, I mean, uh, basically the, the Venus Project tends to feel that the, the monetary system, the fact that we exchange resources the way that we do is going to lead to situations like that all the time because the motive to make profit uh, generally, I mean, yeah, eventually these people go out of business, but when you think about the damage that he did to the market in the meantime, you know, you can, you can do stuff like that. You can sell substandard products and ruin an economy, and then after, but after you've ruined the economy, you're the only one still in business because you've driven everybody else out. You know, like Walmart right. will go to a small town and destroy all the local businesses, and then, you know, if they raise their prices at that point, you know, it doesn't matter because at that point, you know, where else is it, where else are you going to go? I mean, they got rid of all the local stores when they came in and undercut everybody, you know. And right. That's, yeah. Um, right. So, I mean, it just um, – I think that people don't really look at the fact that – I call it – my term for it is economic pollution, um, basically, mm-hmm. is when you're participating in what's going on and you're helping companies like Walmart make these practices profitable, you have nobody to blame but yourself, but it's just like pollution – because you don't see it right away. That's why I call it economic pollution. You don't see what you're doing when you when you go buy that you know uh, product at Walmart. You know that that puts somebody in the United States out of work. You don't see it until the job that you have, you know, has been outsourced, or even worse, you know, the the company if they didn't outsource the company that you worked for went out of business because another company that's putting some poor children you know to slave work in another country, you know. Mm-hmm. Is, is undercutting you. That's who you're competing against, and that is wrong. Okay? Mm-hmm. If we went back here, you know, here's another thing I want to talk about really quickly. Is this is just a stupid philosophy that we came up with. What would happen if every time a product was made, it had a number on it? And on that, in that number, it said where the product was going to go at the end. Okay? Right. Because here's something that occurred. When we got into doing veg, we started coming up with all kinds of filters and all kinds of new ways to filter oil, but we uh, were creating real, real waste. Quick, Joel, let me let me tell the uh, callers. I see that you're you're on the uh, you're almost on the air. Just let me let him finish his point, and then I'll bring you on. So don't hang up. Go ahead, Joel. No, real quickly. What it, so what the point I'm trying to make is is that if we started paying attention to what we do with our waste, mm-hmm. you know, see that was what was happening with with us is we started creating products and we started like creating a ton of waste, and we're like, oh no, this isn't what we want to do. So now what we do now is with all the filters we sell, screens. Everything's reusable. We Excellent. don't we don't contribute to it. 
Mm-hmm. Anyways, go on. Let's uh, let's talk talk to somebody. All right, uh, caller uh, at six zero nine area code. You are on the air. Hi Neil. Hi Joel. This is uh, Seth Caro Seth from uh, New Jersey. Okay. How you doing? Good. Um, what can, what can we do for you today? Well, um, this is all this is new to me. Uh, <laughs> uh, I have a Volkswagen Golf uh, Diesel, nineteen eighty six. Um, can I get a kit? kit for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. We can sell you uh, an inexpensive kit for that. Um, I'd have to talk. Go on my website. um, Send me an email. um, Give me some uh, details on the car. And uh, yeah, absolutely. We can put something together really inexpensive. And yeah, you're a perfect candidate. (laughs) Are you in our chat room right now so I can give you a link to his website? Yeah, I have the link already, and uh, oh, I'm browsing it a little bit. So, uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, uh, Did you have any further work. questions? No, that's it. I, I pretty much, uh, I, I've been following the veg scene for a while and um, uh-huh. didn't, didn't know that there was something like this. So, yeah. Sounds like you're oh, yeah, you know, are for it, too. <laughs> yeah, you do. You're, you're a candidate, man. And, you know, winter's coming on, and there's once you get it, I guess you believe it in that way. I'll tell you about the other stuff, you know, where you can actually go to, like, McDonald's and, like, shovel the stuff out, the junk, take it back to your house, and then and heat it up and basically filter it and run it in your furnace and get your house. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Um, I, I, um, back when the price was so high, I was talking about um, doing the biodiesel thing. I talked to the yeah. manager over at a local Wendy's, and I said, uh, the the do you have to pay to get your veg oil, uh, you know, hauled away? And she said, yeah. And I said, what if I took it and paid you? <laughs> you know, she so. freaked probably. Yeah, she was like, what? <laughs> she, she, yeah, she probably saw dollar signs in her eyes going, wow, nobody knows about this. This is money in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, it, New Jersey is so backwards when it comes to that. I hear out in California they have to lock their veg oil up because people are stealing it. Oh, yeah, totally they do. I actually, my places where I get my stuff from are behind a lot, a guard-gated, it's, they're in a guard-gated area because... Otherwise, it's it's gone. Right. It's, wow. It's crazy. What are these people doing with it? I mean, are they just taking it home for use at home? I mean, I can't imagine. Well, well there's a lot of veg rigs up here, for one. Okay? Mm-hmm. So we got a lot of guys doing what I do. But we also have is we have the, the goofuses that are making biodiesel. Here you go, guys. Um, biodiesel is a gateway drug to veg. <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> I, I did just say that to somebody in the chat room. I was like, just go veg. You're gonna go biodiesel, man. <laughs> I mean, you, you basically have to be a chemist in order to make biodiesel, and it's pretty dangerous if you don't know what the hell you're doing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you can blow up. The guys in San Diego blew up not too long ago. We were. I'm sorry. You know our waste. What we do with it sometimes. One of my neighbors. Um, he um, he raises hogs. So the waste from my stuff, I just take it over there and feed it to those pigs. They get so fat and shiny, you have no idea. But like you were saying about reusing things and just making everything, you know, like that, it's actually, a, we had a guy in one of my last shows, he's a PhD, uh, he teaches at um, Columbia University, and he uh, was talking about how it, 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 he sees in the future that if we stop manufacturing things like plastic, people are going to end up, like, mining plastic out of landfills. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. 
you and I were talking, I think you and I talked about this briefly. I had this really stupid idea, and it was out and off the Pacific Ocean, there's an island of plastic, mm-hmm. okay? Yep. Well, I thought about just getting a yacht, we'll go out there, we'll throw a couple hooks in this bad boy, let's tow it in. Well, let's take that plastic and reuse it. Let's. There's right. a way to melt it without creating, you know, smoke. There's a way to heat it up and and melt it and then make beams out of it, make things that need that need to last forever right. out of it, you know, and that's what it's for. It's here to stay. Mm-hmm. Okay, we can't get rid of it. And to grind it up and put it in the ocean and let the fish eat it, we're just we're killing ourselves here. Okay, and Absolutely. to think that it doesn't exist is, duh, you know. But, um, yeah, why not? Well, um, caller, I want to thank you for calling in. I have another caller I'm going to bring on. Okay. So thanks for your support of E-Radio. Um, are you a regular listener? Uh, off and on. <laughs> Off and on. Well, calling um, in. well, if you go to V hyphen, that's V hyphen radio. It's just V radio, but V with a minus sign between V and radio. dot org. Um, you'll find a link to a thread in the on the Zeitgeist forums where you can l- listen to all my archives very easily. So feel free to check them out. Thanks again for right. calling in. All right, Neil. Goodbye. Take care, man. Okay. All right, we have another caller. Caller from 910 area code. You are on the air. Oh, yeah. Hi, Neil. Um, this is, uh, yeah, I'm calling actually from, from North Carolina. I just uh, really found your guys' show um, mm-hmm. on this blog talk radio, so I, I've been listening to it, and I'm really up to speed on the Venus Project. But I just wanted to make a comment about um, this whole bio, you know, the whole um, vegetable oil you know, being held back by by the monetary system is just a classic example of how, you know, you know this the monetary system will suppress all that, and it's never going to be able to fully develop. And um, and I don't, you know, it's just I don't understand why people don't see it so easily as that, you know. Well, one of the things that Joel is kind of pointing out here is that we got to do it ourselves because they're only going to give us what's profitable to them. Um, and that's one of the reasons why, you know, when, when capitalists tell us, more specifically the free market ones, they tell us you get more, you get more choices in that system, you only get, that depends on if that system has been corrupted. And, and our system is clearly corrupt because, to be honest, the notion that we, have to, we, that we don't even have this as a regular option, well, let's just use these cars that run on garbage oil, you know, um, the, the fact that that's not already mainstream, the fact that people are mistreating somebody like Joel, we're having this idea that, uh, duh, makes sense. Okay, I mean, seriously, the people who should be making, being made fun of right now are the ones who have the money to go, you know, go veg and are not because they'd rather make some fat cat somewhere, you know, in Texaco rich by buying their diesel. I mean, Oh, no, on. no, here's, here's, excuse me, but here's the complaint of most people. Mm-hmm. You know, I live in a, in a very, very wealthy area. I live in a very wealthy community. OI is very, very kind of quaint, as we could call it. And, um, anyways, what most of the people in my town, most of them, they mean, don't do it. There are so many diesels running around this town; they just don't do it. And the reason they don't is because to them it's dirty. Okay, right. I don't want. I don't want to go stick my head in the waste barrel. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. Everybody has excuses. So you know what? Listen. If, if somebody out there that's listening to this program just decides to, like, toss his dryer away on, on days when it's warm and, like, hang his clothes outside, then he's doing something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're, you're not just sitting on your hands doing nothing. You're trying. And that's basically what this is all about is that, you know what, is that there's no, like, 
golden path that we have to walk. We just kind of have to figure it out ourselves. You know, an important, an important point that I wanted to bring up because I remember uh, studying about this was that when you were talking about the historically, these engines were made to run on oil. The inventor yeah. who made the diesel engine designed oh, yeah. it because he was hoping that farmers could grow their oh. own fuel. Oh, exactly. And you know what? There's actually products out there. There's actually people out there that are doing this now. You know, there was an oil that was imported, a seed that was imported from India that had been brought in, and they've been studying it. And it's, it works, but it's very, it's, um, yeah, how can we say this? Uh, it's very, uh, it'll take an area over. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you plant 100 acres, by the time it, you harvest your first thing, it'll take over 200 unless you right. cut it back. And it's, it's dangerous. And the stuff the plant, it, it produces a pod. If, if an animal eats the pod, the animal dies. But, you know, there's a lot of, Things like that. Same with petroleum. I mean, if he was the lake petroleum, he's dead too, probably. Right. But um, <laughs> you know, let's put let's put this into reality here. We got a seed that's growing a pod that's growing on a tree that you harvest, and each one of these trees produces a hundred gallons a year. Right. Right. You know, so let's just say that not everybody could do it. But you know, what I believe about biodiesel is that biodiesel can come up with a better idea than than lime methanol. Right. I mean, that's just that's just asinine. They really do. Right. I mean, people are becoming chemists and meth labs, and you know what's going on here. That's crazy, especially in a in a, in a neighborhood when you have when you have houses right next door to you. I mean, this is insane. So, um, I just what's happening is in California, every time a biodiesel station opens, it shuts down within 12 hours. Right. They just come in and shut it down. Mm-hmm. So they don't want any competition. Yeah, they're. They're definitely good at that. I mean, that's yeah. it's proven over and over again. Um, right. Now, uh, caller, did you have any other questions that we haven't addressed? Uh, no, no, not actually. I'm. I mean, I, you know, it's just it's just outrageous how this is being you know held back when in, you know, like he's saying with ethanol, you know, the 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 go ahead and pursuing that when we have something that works today, you know, and, and the the whole biodiesel, you know, is just the, oh. uh, a cheaper version of what what he's doing already, and it's like mm-hmm. that's only going to create more problems instead of, you know, helping and solving the situation and making things better. It's just like Well, that, absolutely, and that's crazy. one of the reasons that I like it is that it is something where we're not, like, for example, if we were to, if we were to farm specifically for biodiesel, you know, we, when we have food poverty issues already, you know, that's not going to work. But cooking oil that people are using and throwing away has already been farmed. And at this point, it's almost it's recycling at that point. You're using it for multiple purposes, you know, and one of which, obviously, you know, is to cook food. People are going to keep doing that no matter what. There's never going to be a day when we're not deep frying, at least I don't believe yeah. in your future. Exactly. So you're using stuff that's being thrown away. Some of the biodiesel people, they actually want to go out and, you know, produce uh, basically spend fuel to produce fuel, and that's why I don't really like biodiesel. Um, you can't, right, you can't farm it for it and then expect it to do that. But the energy's already been expended for cooking oil. I'm sorry, go ahead, Joel. Well, what I was going to say was is that it, it, it's so crazy, too, to think that, that you know, to, um, to try to compete with food for fuel is just, that is crazy. And then here, let's talk about the ethanol thing. I think that's about, is about as smart as a box of rocks. Because, first of all, when you put ethanol in your car, your car goes from 17 miles a gallon down to 10. Right. Okay? Duh! I mean, come on, we're trying to help the people out, not screw them for more money. You know, I mean, come on, there's got to be a halfway point here where it's profitable for the individual and the company, and it works for everybody. 
Right, you know? and, that's, and unfortunately, they, they create yeah. these, these false programs, basically, because, like, you know, the electric car had the same problems that you're talking about, because they, 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 in California, they passed that zero emissions law. 5% of all of your vehicles sold need to be zero emissions, and so they did everything they could to try to make it look like it wouldn't work. They created the EV1. That was just GM. There were several vehicles, obviously, because if you wanted to do business in California, you needed to have them. And they, they did their best to try to make it look like it failed. And then the funny thing is, is it didn't. Um, they were, there was a waiting list for these cars. People really wanted them. And in, in typical fashion, uh, there was a, the, the only limitation of this car was that it only had a 250-mile range. So an, uh, another company created a battery that would extend that mm -hmm. to 500 miles on a one-hour charge. So Texaco right. purchased the company and shut down the project. You know, right. and that's, so it's better that we continue to pollute and have emissions you know, overall than it is for us just to release this. That's one of the reasons why the Venus Project, you know, feels that, the, that in many cases, like, there was a time when entrepreneurship was helping us develop technology. The Industrial Revolution has proven that. But now we're at a state where it's almost like the, the money system, the, the profit motive is hindering us from, from moving forward. We're stuck in this never-ending ridiculous cycle of chasing money no matter who we hurt. I mean, like, you know, we're talking about the fuel companies you know, then there's the food companies, evil companies like Monsanto, who want to, um, you know, they want to, you know, patent everything, including, you know, like they, like they patented these two men's genetics that are immune to cancer. Um, oh God. And, yeah, and now if other universities use that patent to try to research cancer, they get sued by this company. They have to pay for the right to use these guys' genes to research cancer. You know, this, this is an example of how money just gets out of hand. You know, and, in, and obviously I don't even have to, you know, really talk further about, like, the war industries. These are people that, you know, lobby to keep us in the wars as long as they possibly can to make sure that they make money on, you know, all the things they make money on. And we privatized a lot of things like Halliburton uh, okay. making money on our troops. Oh, that's know. just that they made, our, they made our military a contractual entity. Right. You know, this was something that, you know, I just, I can't believe it. But, you know, hey, listen, it, the system is broken. It, it mm -hmm. basically is, you know. I can't fix everything. So what we do is we just do what we can today. Right. To, right. You know, to take care of us. But, you know, I just, that's what I want to see other people do. Is I want to hear other people say, yeah, you know, this, this might work for me. I should try it, you know, because it's better than doing nothing, than, you know, waiting for the winter to come around, and if it is a nasty winter, and then the oil price is, oh, people want to buy oil? Cool. We got some people want to buy it. Let's raise the prices on them now. Why? Right, right. Uh, because I can. Because I can. Exactly. You know, and, and for no other reason than that. So when people have alternative solutions to their corruptness, and you get to thumb your finger at them, then all of a sudden they realize, you know what, maybe I'm not the most, you know, bitchinous game in town, and maybe I should just play fair. Right. right. Or, or maybe one day America will just start policing itself and not put up with people like that anymore. Well, one would yeah. hope. They would certainly hope. And it, but that's what I was talking about is that these, these BS alternatives that aren't even going to work, like biodiesel, ethanol, uh, I think that the reason they're focusing so much on hydrogen is that it is something that isn't going to work right now. We do have solutions that will work right now, but they're not right. profitable at all. So they dangle right. hydrogen in front of us about this, this is this thing that we might have in like 30 years or so, and then the reason right. they're picking that one is because there'll still be filler stations for that. You're still going to have to go pay somebody to process it for you. And, you know, and you know the oil companies own all the patents on this crap. 
you know. Oh yeah. And and so as a result, they, you know, they're just saving themselves, and they don't care who they hurt while they're doing it. And it's just that's one of the reasons why we think that it's it's come to a point where not only just does America need to think differently, but the world needs to think differently. We're we're getting to a point now where we're destroying our futures. And I absolutely appreciate, you know, what it is that you're doing, and that's why I wanted to bring it to my listeners to show them, you know, that this is, an, this is a viable solution, especially if they're going to keep tanking the economy and playing with it. I mean, it's, I don't know if you've ever studied the banking system, but basically they, they do things to create, you know, hardships in the economy. When there's hardships in the economy, the rich will basically buy up all the property at the now reduced prices, and then they'll, right. make, then they'll heal the economy, and then all of a sudden, now they're rich. All of that okay. land that they purchased at half the price. I've got to say something here. i got to throw this one out here. Go ahead. All right. This is, I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble for this or not. Uh, you guys all know who Chase is, right? Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, we had, a, we had a credit line out there. We had a bunch of products that we had to pay for when last October when the economy took a doo-doo. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, phone just nothing, dude. Went from, like, 30 calls a day to nothing. Right. Okay. And we got scared. So anyways, um, we had to pay for a bunch of products. So my wife went and she took some money out of, of one of those credit card things, and it was from Chase, mm-hmm. to pay off this credit line. It was for $13,000. So right. we paid it off, okay? So then what Chase does is they came back, and it was a really super low interest rate. And they came back, and what they did, our payments on this thing were like 300 bucks a month. You know, it's totally affordable to us. So anyways, they come back and they go, well, um, we, want, we want a payment of $1,300 a month. Mm-hmm. And we're like, what? Yeah. And we're like, why? Well, because that's what we want the payment to be now. And we're like, well, you can't do that. And they're all, well, then here's your choice. You want your payment to be 300 bucks a month? And we're like, yeah, well, we're going to raise the interest rate to this. Right. So here's your choice. Mm-hmm. You either make these payments every month or you pay us off, or you you raise your interest rate. It's total extortion. Just so that you can forever be enslaved to the debt system. And yeah, um, and, and, and you know what? So what we had to do was go somewhere that we didn't want to go and borrow the money and pay it off. And we did. And it's over. And we don't do business with those people anymore. But right. most people don't have that option. That's very true. Um, there's okay. only a, a minute really left in the in the live recording. Um, so, no, that's fine. I just wanted to tell my listeners, um, if those of you who are listening live, I would like Joel to be able to finish the various things he's been talking about. Um, it, you know, if you don't catch it, obviously, in the last minute that we have left, uh, the, the archive of the show will continue so you can listen to it later. Okay, Joel, continue. You have the floor. <laughs> oh, okay. No, that was it. I just wanted to uh, – I just felt so bad that that happened to me, and it just – it was just another sign of corruption. It was our first real taste of, of blatant. It was like almost as bad as doing business with the mob. No, I, know? I, I totally was, believe you. Was, and, and here's Chase, you know, coming to California to do business. Oh, we've been in the banking industry for a long time because we took your bailout money. But we're going to now turn around and just <laughs> do you. Anyhow, mm-hmm. go forward. Let's say something positive at the end here. <laughs> well, Joel, it's been great having you on the show. Um, yeah, and I, you said you'd like to talk to me at some point off the air. I'll be happy to call you at some point and do that. Um, sure. If you have my number also, if you ever want to report on anything that's going on with this industry, please feel free to call me. I'll be happy to bring you on the air. As I said, I do this as a service to people like you who are bringing out these alternatives. Um, and uh, I hope that you'll have an opportunity at some point to check into the Venus Project. Um, I want to thank you. I'll look you. into it. Yeah, please. Uh, and I, I can Absolutely. provide you links for that. I'll email you. But uh, 
In any case, uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to V-Radio. Thanks for our callers for calling in and participating, and thank you for your support for V-Radio. I really appreciate it, and um, thanks again, Joel, for coming in. Hi, Ben. Give me one other thing. If I could say one thing, Joel. Go ahead. Did Joel want to go off? No, no, it's fine. Go ahead. Okay, yeah. You know, it would be nice if if we actually could get some advertising about this whole um, vegetable oil thing because, you know, I've never heard of this. This is my first time ever hearing that you can get a diesel car to run on vegetable oil. So, you know, imagine, I'm sure it's big in California, but we're on the East Coast, and it's like, you know, people just don't hear about it, and that's just more, you know, it's a shame that we can't even find out that these are even possibilities. Well, it's one of the reasons why I did the show. <laughs> Go ahead, Joel. No, you know, just, you know, there are ideas. There's there's companies that do it back there. I do know that for sure. It's just look around and get online and just research it. You can just research vegetable oil as fuel and see what you find. You know, there's a lot of people out there that are doing it. Just do a little research and find a little bit of feedback on who you're doing do, doing business with before you send anybody a check, okay? All right, because man. not everybody plays fair. I hope your business does well, and, um, you know, just thanks for uh, you're trying to do something good for, for the environment and everything else, so take care. You know, dude, I'll tell you what. I'm totally grateful that I get to, I get a chance to do this, okay? You know, I'm grateful that, you know, business has been good enough that it's, it's able to give us a little extra money to be able to do these things, you know. It'd be nice if we got support from, from larger entities, and, you know, it'd be really also nice is that when next time there's a really cool competition – don't just invite MIT, man. Call us, man. We like to race robotics across the desert, too, you know? <laughs> Definitely. You know, that was something I wanted to comment on about the racing, is I have friends who were involved in racing, and they said, you know, I mean, if you you were racing, like, what was it, a Suburban or something? It was like a big oh, guy. I, I have, yeah, we've got a, I've got a, oh, a 2000 excursion in my driveway that's actually 500 horse. Hmm. And it's my wife's car. It's a total sleeper. It looks like a total stock thing. And the thing, it does it like a 14-second quarter mile. Wow. Yeah, we were okay. always thinking you could build a race car around this idea. You'd probably, you'd actually probably have a good chance of winning at that point. That's why we're well, we have a tr- we have a truck right now. I have a race truck that's set up to race Baja, hmm. but I can't get the support. I just can't get the financial support to do it. Right. You know, I've got I've got companies like Sundance said, hey, we'll do a movie on it. Mm-hmm. You know. But there's money. It costs money. So if if Venus Group wants to sponsor uh, Veg Power Systems to race the Baja 500 or 1000 or do a prim, you know, a local race on Veg, well, heck, I'd love to take them on as a sponsor. <laughs> and uh, let's go do good things together. I'll definitely look into that as a possibility. Uh, we're still getting money together for our own possibilities right now. But no matter what, though, um, as far as getting the word out, that is something I can always do. So. Um, that would be great, actually, because, you know, if you, can get, if you can get into these mainstream races and prove it can be done, I mean, like in that same episode of Big Ideas for a Small Planet, there's, a, there's an ethanol team that is running Formula One. I mean, obviously, we've already talked about we don't like ethanol, but still, they're, they're racing Formula One with ethanol. Um, and, yeah, and uh, they've, they've already proven that it, that it works. It's just it's not, a, it's not a good idea for the future, obviously, but they did prove that they could do it. Um, right. And uh, it's, I think they're called Team Ethanol, if I remember right. I didn't even see any other sponsors on their car. Um, right. But, uh, like, guys like NASCAR, things like that, inevitably. I mean, I don't know what they run in NASCAR, but obviously, you know, um, if, if there's something, if there is, a, you know, our, if, if there is diesel, you know, racing, inevitably you're going to be able to get into it, I think. And um, 
So yeah, thanks again, Joel, for coming on. I don't I don't want to hold up any more of your time, but once again, if you ever need to come on, if you want to if you want to tell us about something that's going on or any new ideas you want to push, any you know things along that line, <laughs> that's what we're here for. I'm I'm here for uh, spreading the word for honest people who really want to help people. And so thanks a lot for being on my show tonight. All right. Well, thank you very much for having me. And you know, like I said, you guys got my website. Um, give us a call. Um, send us an email. Um, we'll do whatever we can to help you. Okay. Okay. And uh, you know, good luck. And uh, yeah, and uh, just before you go, when would be a time for me to call you back for the conversation you wanted to have out the air? Um, you want to call me back in five minutes? Go ahead. Sure, I can do that. All right. Call All right. Back. Call no me problem. in a few minutes. Then. Bye bye. Excellent. Thanks a lot. Bye bye. All right, that was Joel from Veg Powered Systems. I want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. That was a great show. Uh, I want to thank my callers. Um, and to those of you listening to this on archive, thanks again for listening to V Radio. Uh, please feel free to spread the word about V Radio. V radio.org. That's V, the hyphen between V and radio.org. Um, also, obviously, I've got V Radio on MySpace. I've got my blog, uh, Resource Based Economy Caucus on the Boston Tea Party is still running. Um, we're going to be working on um, the Green Party soon to uh, spread awareness of our ideas to those people. So thanks again, everybody, for tuning in, and thanks for your support of the Venus Project and V-Radio. Good night. <laughs>